0: So this week's is Parashat Chayis Sara. Chayis Sarah starts off talking about Sara's the death of Sara and, and her burial and the purchase of Damar Machpelah for that purpose and um, finishes off with Eliezer going to find a wife for Yitzchak. In the story of the purchasing of Damar Machpelah, Avram goes to buy a, this plot of land, this cave where he wants to use as a burial site and he, they tell him he has to buy it from Ephraim and Ephraim talks big and then at the end of the day he charges Avram a lot he says he can do it for free but then he charges him a lot of money and the Gemara says in, in Bab Metziah the Gemara says refers to last week's parasha it says that uh, Tzaddikim say a little and they do a lot so Avram says he's going to go give them a loch and bread and he brought them a whole meal and the Gemara says. They say oh, Rishoyim, evil, wicked people say a lot. And even a little bit, they don't do. We know, we know, because originally he said to Abraham, you know, he could have it for, for a very little, or for nothing, and then he, and then he just charged a tremendous amount of money. So the question is, why? What's what? Is there a connection between this concept of Rishoyim saying a little, a lot? And doing nothing is connected to the to the Kenyan of the Maris Machpelah. Is there some connection between that? Additionally, we find it's called Maris Machpelah, which means the double cave. Rashi says it's called the double cave um, because it's like a bias. One of the shot Mirashi is like, like a bayis al It's like a house, first floor and a second floor on top of it. Why is that relevant to this being the Maris Machpelah? Additionally, Chazal tell us it's called Kiryas Arba. It's called that's the name of the city where right by right, Chevron. Right, right. But, because there are four pairs of uh, people buried there in Maris Machpelah. The first pair that's buried there is Adam and Chava. So how can we find, first find out about Maris Machpelah by Sarah? If that's the case. And uh, lastly, you could ask the question, how come, uh, why, it's almost like a prelude to Yitzchak finding a wife, is, is the Kura Sarah. What, sorrow. Was there a connection between that as well? So, let's talk a little bit about these concepts. So I once heard... I don't remember exactly how it was said, but this concept, that that a, a word, letters of a word, and the word that build a word are almost like the body for the idea that it represents. It's like an idea, which is is not is not tangible unless it can be expressed. So the words, the letters, and the word there the, that, what that, that's what makes concretizes and makes the idea tangible. Similarly, you could say. Interestingly, I, I would add to that that a word, the word, how do you say word? It's a teva. Teva means a word. Teva also means a box. You see it? Why? Because a word is like a box that it contains something within it. What is what is a box? What is a word? contain within It contains the idea that the word represents. That's what that's what a box would contain. If that's the case, um, we can understand. Similarly, we can say that when someone says something it just says they're going to do something until they actually do it. Again, also, that, I, that those words are hanging in the air and they're not actualized until the, until the action is done. So we understand that we can understand when it says that Rishayim, wicked people, say a lot and don't do anything is in contrast to Sadiqim. Sadiqim say a little bit and they do a lot, meaning they say a little bit and they actualize it to be even more than what they said. They took that idea or those words that were hanging in the air, and they, and they made it into something even greater than the words were initially supposed to be. As opposed to Rishayim, they don't even actualize the words which they said. They, they just remain as words. They don't become anything, anything, anything actual. In a, in a similar vein, you could say that when something has potential to become something, as long as it's just potential, it's again also, it's not concretized, it's not actualized. But then when you bring it into its fru- fruition, you actually have actualized it as well. So, what, what do I mean with all these things? So, we understand. We asked. We understand. We said the word, the concept. We understand that the Gemara says that Rishayim say a lot and, and and don't do anything. So, Rishayim don't actualize, as opposed to Tzadikim, they bring things to the fore. And what, what now? What does that have to do with what we're saying over here? Why is that relevant to to, to the Kurasar and the We know that Hashem Baruch Hu told Avram that he's going to get heir to and Eretz Yisrael is a special place. But the holiness of Eretz Yisrael really starts with Avram purchasing and beginning to buy the land. When, and, and ultimately, when Eretz Yisrael was in Eretz Yisrael, that's when it's, that's when it's, at, its at, at its holiness. So Eretz Yisrael has latent Kedusha. Even if it was holy, in a sense, before Avram purchased land there, it, was not, it didn't reach where it's supposed to be in Kedusha. So that Kedusha, that holiness is latent until Avram begins to purchase the land. This is in Echayim, but the Kfura Sara is the first land that's purchased in Eretz Yisrael. It's the first for purchase that we find in Avram born in Eretz Yisrael. So it's the, it's, it's the time when Avram. it's the moment in time, or it's the action, it's the story in which Avram is beginning to actualize the potential kedushah Saret by making it the holy land that it is. And how does he do that? He does that by purchasing a, a place for Kfura, a place for burial for, for, for tremendous and holy people, for Tzadikim, for the Avais and the Imaris. We know that a, the, a place, a burial place of a tzaddik, is a holy place. It's a ma'akum kodesh. It's a place. So we see. So Avram actually. So we, in this story, we, we see Avram taking a potential kedusha and bringing it and actualizing it and making it real, making it happen, make, making that kedusha real by buying a, by, by buying this, this this field, by buying this cave and making it into a bais hakfaris, a ma'akum kodesh. Who did he do it? So we asked a question. So we asked a few questions. We will try to start answering the questions. We asked, first of all. We ask, what's the connection between Well, we'll, we'll answer the second questions first? Why is there why we introduce Marat's with Sarah if Adam Kabu were buried there before? The answer is what does the Torah tell us in the beginning by Sarah? The Prasha starts off talking about Sarah and says, you may it says the word shana many times in the passage, years, many times. And Rashi says, Why does it say years so many times? To tell you that all of the years of Sarah were were good. Kulam Shavim Lataiva. What does that tell you about Sarah? It tells you that Sarah is a person that took her potential and maximized it. She lived her life and maximized her potential to the fullest. She made herself the holiest that she possibly could have been. So who better a person, to who better a person to inaugurate the Makam Kaddish of Eretz Yisrael and to bring Eretz Yisrael to its to its to its kedusha? take it from its potential kedusha to actual kedusha. The Sarah. Sarah. Sarah is a person who took everything that was potential by her and actualized it and made it false. So that's why we say why the Torah only tells us about Maris Makpelah by Sarah. We asked, how come it's called? It's a, what's it, why is it important that the Maris Makpelah is a bias by Lea It's a house with, 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 a, with, a, with a second floor. What's the point of that? So we said, and with this, we'll answer the other question we asked why is it relevant that Ephraim, to learn this limot over here, in this passage that Rishayim say a lot and don't do anything? we explained that when you say a lot, you know, don't, don't do anything. It means you're taking, you're taking your, you're taking your, uh, you're taking your words, and you're allowing, and you're not bringing them to fruition. They're staying as words and not becoming an actual, not becoming a ma'aseh. So, so that was what Ephraim was. If Ephron was someone who doesn't take his, that's a Russia. So when Avram was buying Eretz Yisrael, was buying the Maros he was doing the opposite of Ephron. He was trying to bring Eretz Yisrael to its fruition, trying to take it just like Avram was a tzaddik and he says a little bit and does a lot. He was trying to take its so will take its potential kedusha, and make it real, make it happen, make it be there. So if that's what it means, it's a bias v'ali because a bias for Ali is just like a tzaddik says a little bit and does even more than he says. A bias means you take the bias and you build on top of it. You don't only have a house; you build a second floor even. That's what a tzaddik does, and that's a contrast. That's a contrast to Ephraim and to Rishayim, who, who, who just leave things in the potential state and don't bring it to, to fruition. Then so we asked, if that's the case, what's the what's the connection? Is there a connection between the Kfur of Sara and. So again, let's just chazer over the questions. We asked, what's the connection between the, the Limur of saying, a Rishayim saying a lot and doing nothing to, to, to purchase a Maras Machpelah? It's because Maras Machpelah was about Avram actualizing Kedusha's arts, bringing the potential of Kedusha to reality, as opposed to Rishayim that they say a lot and they leave their words hanging and, they don't, and it doesn't come into anything real. And then we learned this from Sara, because Sarah is someone who maximized the potential in our life. Like Rashi says, all over the years, Rishab and the we were good, we're equally good. So he said it. That, so that's a perfect leader. We asked, why is that a lead into to, 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 Yitzchak going to find his wife and starting Yisrael, building the next generation? It's because once you have this lesson and you recognize with that, that you have to take your potential and you have to maximize it, that's what Yitzchak was doing. That's what Liaz was going to find Rivka, and he was, and he was maximizing the Tusha of Avram, the, the legacy of Avram, by bringing it forth. As a matter of fact, we find that they gave a bracha when when Rivka left. Pesachim tells us that they said to, they said to Rivka, "You should be alpha Ravav, You should be those multitudes. What, which multitudes, multitudes? Rashi says you should be the multitudes that were promised. To Avram should come from you. Meaning what? That, that potential for tremendous growth that should come through you. Again, it's all about fulfilling the potential that you have. So it's a tremendous. It's, and, but you know, but you can, for a second you could you could think we're talking about dying and reaching potential at death. That's not so fun. But that's not that's not that's that's not the case. The case it's only Sarah. Sara, you know, in fact, Gemara says, even after they're 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 not alive anymore. We look at them as if they're in a certain sense like they're alive. But more than that is that it's it's Sarah fulfilled her potential, lived her life completely, and uh, Ram and all the others. That's how they lived. That's how they lived their lives, and they left nothing on the table, and they left a legacy for us. Also, to take our potential and to fulfill it. And if we grab on to, to, to the Kedusha Saretisro and we grab on to the Kedusha Sabas, we can all reach uh, the potential that, that, that we have. That's, uh, that's idea. Yeah. Yeah.